Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Good morning, Chantal. Hi, Roxanne. Are you happy this Monday morning? Mm, I don't know yet. We'll see. I felt like last week when we did an episode, I was like, I'm in such a good mood. And then today I am just, I'm tired. I know. I am so tired. Look at our commitment. So we usually record Sunday nights. I had my husband's grandma, who we love so much, her 80th birthday, and they like to do things late. So we didn't get home until 1030. And then Chantel said, hey, are you going to get home like so we can do it? And I was like, no, can we do it super early tomorrow? Which Ugh, too. You know, like we're like, oh my gosh, that's gonna suck us waking up. But you know, Chantel, she's a team player, and she's like, yeah, we can. Um, so I got home and I'm, I text her. I'm like, there's no way I can watch it and do it now. I'm so tired. I had to pack the kids' lunches, snacks, clean. Because you know, anytime you leave a house with kids, your house looks like an immediate crap show because like you had to change them and all this stuff, and it just looks so bad. And I didn't even. I came home. I did their lunches did everything. And then I literally woke up at 4am and I was so tired. I wake up at 4am and I could not go back to sleep. So I start watching New York and I text Chantel and I'm like, this episode was lame. And oh my God, I was wondering what time you woke up because your text messages were so early this morning. I know so early. Well, then the worst thing happened possible is I did that and I fell back asleep. And you know, when you fall back asleep and then you wake up again, you're just exhausted. Like, mm-hmm. especially when you're like woken up and the kids, I had to get them ready for school and all that stuff. So I'm not happy guys. I'm not <laughs> happy this morning. I'm just really tired and it's Monday. So it's like, you know, Monday at work is busy. So how was your weekend? Um, it was pretty good. I mean, yesterday I had a chill day. I made that like viral lasagna soup. It was so good. You said oh, you make it before? I made it so many times. I'm obsessed with it. Oh, uh-huh. I feel like you never talk about it. I love it so much. And Charlie loves it. Sloan doesn't, but Charlie loves it. And it's so good. So you liked it? So good. Yeah. You guys have to make that, especially now that it's like fall weather. Yeah. And it's so easy to make. I know that's that's the thing if you're busy and like it feeds a lot so like you know you can yeah feed your whole family and then you can like have some leftovers exactly well today we have some hot topics to cover and then we have the New York recap and I think we should touch on the Kyle Richards stuff so a couple days ago Mauricio Yamansky 
said that he is he is separated. So backstory, a couple months ago, People Magazine came out. People Magazine is pretty legit, you guys. They don't just like come out and say things unless they know for sure. So they're like on TMZ level. They're just maybe not as quick and not as gossipy about it. But People is they're always legit. So when they came out and said that a source told them that they are, you know, officially separated, some people were like, no, this is not accurate because Kyle and Mauricio aren't saying it. And then Kyle and Mauricio started acting weird after that. And then they were like, well, we're not separated. We kind of are, but they never admitted it until a few days ago. Someone asked Mauricio, are you guys separated? He's on Dancing with the Stars and Kyle actually was there to support him. And they asked him, are you guys separated? And he said, yeah, we are. And obviously shocking. First time admitting that. And then yesterday, Kyle was seen like leaving an airport. We posted it on our All About TRH Instagram. And Kyle says, yes, we are separated. So what do you think that's about? I don't know. I'm so sad about it because I thought the, the way they, they were making it was like they're working on it. And um, it's just like a tough like year for them. Um, to me, honestly, like when people get separated, especially how big they are, I feel like they're just doing it because of money. Like they're, they're going to get a divorce, but they're just like, they're just holding out the inevitable. Oh, inevitable. so you're saying, you're saying that the reason that it's like taking long is because they have to like figure out finances and then or I feel like they're never going to get a divorce unless they need to like one of those situations like be separated for like eight years because unless like they're going to want to get remarried, there's no point for them to break up their whole like unit. And right. it's because of the money. Yeah, you might be right about that. I, I didn't even think about that. Well, I mean, Mauricio did say that they haven't even talked about a divorce. But, I mean, well, maybe okay, maybe. I mean, they've been together for so long, so we'll give them the benefit of the doubt of, like, they really are trying to work on their marriage. But if if we don't see them get back together in the next, like, let's say six months to a year, they're just they're – just, like riding yeah, his wave. Yeah. 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 Cause there's like no reason to be separated for that long. Like, yeah. You, it's you know, either you're married or you're divorced. Yeah. Take, take maybe, I would say like a, you could have a bad year, maybe take a year to really figure out what you need um, and want. But after, I mean, you should know at that point. Yeah. I'm sure they know, but they just don't want to walk away from each other. And, which is really sad. They just had such a good relationship. Like they've always showed that, you know, PDA. They're always like very touchy, like, you know, kiss. They always kissing, just very respectful. They were intentional. They had like cute moments. They were intentional with their like, you know, anniversaries, like involved in all the kids' lives. Like they they did a lot. They vacationed together. It's not like a bullshit. You're like, oh, that we saw this coming. Right. This It's just, it truly is so shocking. And, you know, you're at that point in your life where I feel like, why start all over? Like, let's, you know... The, the hard part's over. Our kids are grown. They're healthy. Everything's good. Like let's now it's just you and I. I oh, I think that's that. I think that's a problem. I think that's I like know. when you're just like start to be like, well, what the heck is happening here? Well, and he just focused so much on work. And I feel like anytime someone is focusing so heavily on their job and building their empire and all of that stuff, it's like, that's their main priority then. Yeah. But she also did a lot too. She did. Yeah, that's true. And I just felt like he was always supportive. I don't know. I'm honestly so shocked about this whole thing. I really am. But 
Shandell, did you know that Beverly Hills is coming on uh, next month? Miami is coming back next month. We're going to have Beverly Hills, Miami, Winter House, Summer House, Southern Charm, Mary and Salt Lake City. Oh, yeah, Mary to Madison. Potomac. I love Mary to Madison. Oh, yeah, Potomac. I'm I'm obsessed with Mary to Madison. That's like my favorite show ever. I don't know if you guys watch it, but it's so good. Rewatch. But And then as far as like Housewives, Miami is my favorite. So And Beverly Hills is always just always so good. So Beverly uh, Hills has been like on like a slow down. I mean, no, it actually was was really good last season. It was so good. It got me like heated. I mean, the Kathy yeah. Hilton stuff. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Never mind. And Kathy last, is last not coming really back. Good. Kim's gonna be featured this season, so we're gonna have a lot to talk about, y'all. So no, we're gonna be busy. We're gonna be very, very, very busy. Yeah, that's a lot. Now, um, another hot topic that we have is the Nene Leaks and Bethany Frankel interview. So Nene obviously had gone on Carlos King, and now she's going on Nene Leaks. I feel like Bethany low-key has kind of stolen our idea, even though she totally hasn't. But we were all about, like, <laughs> talking to past housewives and getting their story and hearing about the treatment. And now Bethany is doing it. And I feel like people, like, understood why we were doing it. And for Bethany, it's like, Bethany – you were the favorite at one point. You got what you want. You probably like, you know, got away with some things and now you're doing this. And I think people are just really upset with Bethany. Well, she's she's part of the reality reckoning. She wants, you know, I think the the biggest message out of what Nini and Bethany had to say is that Nini was like, it doesn't matter who's the one that gets the, the, the message and the, the point across or like who gets us, gets us to the finish line as long as we get to the finish line. And I think they're both on the same team going that direction yeah and who cares if it's a hand that fed them she they both literally i think even bethany mentioned that like oh why are you biting the hand that fed you like she's like mocking everyone and she's like because i i like land i don't even know the exact country she said she's like i land in shanghai and i see my i see our like our faces on a billboard on this new platform on this new streaming service and she's like and we got paid seven thousand dollars for that season like why are we getting paid and now this like this country is watching us and like banking off of us and we, and only Bravo is getting paid for it. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not like, right. what do you think about the whole like interview? The, there was two parts. The part one was about Nini's life and then part. So if, uh, and then I feel like if you're invested in Atlanta, like you already know about Nini's whole life and her upbringing and how she met Greg and all that stuff. So if you already know that stuff, just go and listen to part two of Bethany and her. Yeah, the only thing, the only good thing about, I mean, I feel like also we listened, we listened to Nini and Carlos King, so it's kind of the same message, yeah, you know? yeah. And um, Bethany was trying to get, Bethany was trying to get a lot of tea out, but it just wasn't like happening. And I feel like Nini and Carlos have so much more like kiki than Bethany does, so like it wasn't as fun to listen to, I think, as like the other two. And it was long; they were like it was two hour interview. That if you listen to both of them, well, yeah, that's but, like the first part was, but just about Nini or. They did mention that all of a sudden Bravo is now controlling alcohol consumption. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's really crazy because they love when the girls get drunk. So it's like I'm really curious how that's going to play into a factor of the shows. I kind of feel like honestly everything they're doing is now going to be like pretend like even as far as investigation with New Jersey, I mean, really, what was the investigation? What were they going to do? Were they going to do something about it? No, but they just want to be able to say, we're doing an investigation and we, this is just for documentation purposes. So, and, and who knows what if the girls like pregame before now, you know, like, can they really control that? 
Yeah. Another another really good thing or really like interesting thing is what they said. It was how um, Nini or Bethany basically asked Nini, do you think like a marriage can work on this show? And like Nini was like, you literally have to have the strongest marriage ever. And clearly we're seeing that because oh. we think that, you know, um, Mauricio and, you know, Kyle were the strongest. And other than that, it really is Melissa and Joe, I think. Who else is in a marriage? Jennifer just... and Bill. Oh, yeah, Jennifer and Bill. Oh, yeah, but she hasn't been on as long. But it doesn't, but Jennifer is the type. No, Jennifer is the type that, like, she's so traditional and she won't lose herself in her traditional values. I mean, her husband cheated on her while she was, like, nine months pregnant and she stayed with him. So amazing. I, and, I she's really committed. She's will. committed. Yeah. 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 But she was saying it's, it's very, very, she's like, you have to have a strong relationship. But then they ended up saying, so then Bethany's like, how about friendships? Like, you know, if you were best friends with somebody coming on the show and Nini's like, there's no way you're going to be friends. Like no way. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, during the show or during the show, after the show, like you're not going to be friends. Those are not your people. So it was just crazy for her to, you know, say that. Because I mean, we, we see family. We see, we see I'm Kim we and see Kyle. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we see Kim and Kyle, who are who are sisters. All of a sudden, shit goes down with them. I mean, ha- have there been any best friends that like stayed friends or no, or you know, are still as tight as they always? Ha- no, because I mean, even like a Heather and Whitney from Salt Lake City, they came in so close, and uh, Jacqueline, Larita, and Teresa were best friends and then like look what happened to them that's so true and it's because producers also make them turn on each other yep and they they said that like the the whole like she said it mentioned she mentioned it like so many times she's like you're either killed or you gotta kill she's like that's the whole culture of these shows it's like you're going to kill someone or you're or you're gonna be the one killed and if you don't know who's getting killed you're the person like you are the person if you don't realize in the in that like season that you're the scapegoat or you're that 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 means it's you and like you don't know what's happening all the time but for the most part you kind of do and like that's what makes people go crazy yeah well there was a point that bethany also said that andy you know there that she was always protecting andy until she realized that she no longer wanted to protect him and i think that came after the jeff lewis watch what happens live episode if you guys haven't seen that episode that episode is wild Jeff Lewis comes on so strong at Bethany and Andy's just like laughing at it. And you can tell Bethany's on 10. They both start fighting with each other and Bethany feels set up. I promise. And she did. I'm almost positive after that interview, she did say that she felt. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline set up and that's when she completely turned on Andy Cohen and that's when probably she was like why am I protecting him anymore like you didn't protect me you asked crazy questions you do all this you put us in these situations so yeah and then and the biggest I mean the biggest thing was obviously Nini saying that you know black girls get treated differently and she was just like trying to explain that explain that situation like where she came from where she was coming from and, and like how she felt that she was getting treated differently which was very interesting to to listen to I do think, especially, I mean, when you had Kim Zolziak on the show, 
Kim Zolciak got away with murder. And then all of a sudden she got rewarded with spinoffs. And it's yes. like, why? Why did she, like this white woman, get away with and like she literally would never come to trips. She would never come to trips. And anytime she came to outings, she would leave. And then all of a sudden she like quits the show and then she gets rewarded with a spinoff. Like I would be so pissed at that. And yeah, media's gonna be like, wait, what? Like, yep. why? Because she's white. And she said that actually, she said the trip things, she's like, if she said the trip things were the biggest thing. And so they would have a group chat without Kim and all the girls would complain. And then guess who was the only one talking? It was Nini, you know, Nini would go up to production, say something. So she was the one probably creating the most, the most, the most noise. Noise. Yeah. Yeah, It it sounds like Nini, here's the thing about companies. A lot of the time when you complain a lot, uh, you're looked at like now as a liability and whether it's a company, production company, a show, it doesn't matter. If you constantly are complaining or saying, this is not fair, and it might not be fair, and it might suck, but the way the world looks is like now you're looked at as a target because you're creating noise, you're you're doing this, so there comes a point where production is like, we don't need you, go, like, go. But you know what? What's crazy is that, like, let's say this production company or even Bravo, the franchise in itself, like, what, do they have, like, over – Maybe let's say 200 employees with crew. I don't know how many exactly. But if, if it's not crew, let's say the girls, like 80, 80 girls on these shows. If you have one that keeps complaining, like she said that she never got one phone call asking, like, how can we help? Whatever. This whole thing. Not one yeah. phone call. Okay. It's not that hard. I have like 130 employees out of all the hotels I work at. If I get an email, I have to call that person and figure out why they're complaining. Even if it's the dumbest thing, I'm like, oh, I don't want to deal with this. Like they're complaining about, you know, someone picked on them. And I'm, but I have to call them just to figure out what's happening. Like they could have done the decency to need absolutely who built up their whole show. Yeah, that's how it is in corporate world too. However, with them, it, it's so they don't all have the same production company. It's honestly the production company for the most part who's like extremely toxic. The, a lot of the times when they get those complaints, production aren't they're not going to Bravo and giving them a headache and saying, "Oh, there's this, this, and that," and then they just kind of like manipulate them into thinking everything's okay. You're just overthinking this, and they dismiss them. And you want to stay on the show, so you're not going to like escalate the situation. You're not going to do anything about that and they know that because typically if you're on the show like you want to be famous balancing your busy to-do list this fall get every plate and take back your time with fewer trips to the grocery store and meals ready in six simple steps they plan the meals and deliver pre-portioned ingredients right to your door so you can spend less time meal prepping and packing kids or work lunches and more time taking a breather from your busy schedule. You can even customize meals to fit your cravings with a la carte available in every plate extras. Choose from a lineup of easy, delicious dishes like cherry glazed meatballs, panko crusted blue cheese chicken, and cheesecake sandwich, and then add sides and desserts to your liking or combine a couple favorite recipes into one. Every plate provides plenty of delicious variety, so you'll never get stuck in a cooking rut. With 26 tasty and affordable recipes that change every week, it's easy to find something flavorful and satisfying for every meal of the day. At first, I was skeptical, thinking meal kits might be expensive, but now I'm exp- That's so annoying. And they know that. So it's like they know you need this and we don't need you type of thing. So 
It is super, super messed up. I do think it's like more so production than it is Bravo. But a lot, but a lot of it, um, they like. I feel like they talked a lot about Andy. They really did. They went in, they went into it so much about the favorites and not favorites and how like they both. But they were the favorites. This is the thing I didn't yeah. agree with. Is they were like happy and kicking and loving it when they were the favorites. But as soon as when they didn't become the favorites that's when they had a problem that's like when the complaints came you know imagine the girls who were never the favorites like i swear I, we always bring up Jen, jennifer aiden but like she is treated like dog crap like she really really is so like imagine those ones yeah to me i don't think it's a big deal if you're you're popular or he wants you to be like what he thinks like what 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 why do they felt why do they feel so much that way i don't really know and well, it's about viewers if you're making a name and you're pulling in numbers and everyone's talking about you then andy start saying all right i like this person like okay yeah, so it's probably rewarding you more yeah and you felt that you wanted to live that up but it was funny um this is a funny nini ended up saying that her kyle and maybe it was vicky i think it's vicky they all spent five thousand dollars throwing him that baby shower and like those are the ogs you know and so like bethany was invited but bethany's like i wasn't gonna come because i just knew it was gonna be this like um, ass kissing yes ass kissing favorite game there was the ogs and the new people wanting to be there and she's like i just did not want to be a part of that and it was just so interesting because like imagine being at being at something like that Right. But it's it's crazy that Nini paid five thousand for for his baby shower. And it was just some three that did that. Yeah, that's not something I would do. I'd be like So it's um, like you have the decency to call her if she's having issues, if she threw you a baby shower. I'm sure a lot of them do reach out to Andy Cohen when they have a problem. And what does Andy do? He writes about it in his book. Yeah. So that's what Andy does. I'm I mean, actually reading his daddy his daddy diaries. Oh, I have it. Oh, you do? Yeah, but like I like the actual copy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like I like it on like a Kindle. I, I know, I know, I figured. So yeah, that's interesting. If you guys want to go listen, um, I want to know your guys' thoughts. I, I did feel like you know, um, at one point I did say this, and I once I listened to more about it because I was like, you know what, Nini did just seem so unhappy, and when they do seem so unhappy, and then stop not wanting to go to things, um, like it is like okay, get off the show. But I feel like the reason that she was unhappy a lot of the times like was valid. Yeah. Even like, though she I mean, even wasn't happy, though. She does say, I was not, like, I was happy. Um, One was, because I didn't watch Atlanta that much. One was, like, the time when Greg did get cancer. Was that, like, more towards her end of her, end of her seasons? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, like, the production company was just treating her like shit, really. And they just kept, every season kept coming down to her and, like, slowly get, getting rid of her, you know? And, like, you, you would feel that and you'd be like, no, F you guys. Right. Uh, but, yeah. We have. We have one more hot topic, you guys, that we really want to discuss, and I, w- I want to see if you guys can hear this. So Melissa Gorga of New Jersey, she does this a lot. So she is doing an interview. She uses, I don't know if this was on her podcast, to be honest, but it was on something, and she she starts talking about like the other side about production and she constantly does this where she'll talk about production as if like they agree with her and let's not forget Chanel what happened to them what was that word I keep forgetting that word that happened to them because they all kept talking too much oh um they were like uh, banned banned, uh not banned though it was um I can't think of the word, and I couldn't I know. think of it yesterday either. And they're on like a war, not like a warning, but anyways, I want you guys to listen to this. So tell me if you can hear this, Chantal, because I hope that they can hear this. So hold on, hold on. Wait, my volume's not on. I hate when it gets- 
get so dramatic, especially with your show. There's like wars going on, like fandoms oh. battle each other. It scares the crap out of me, the fandom sometimes, because at the end of the day, I'm like, wait, aren't we all just kind of laughing and we like just take such intense sides? And I see it a lot with your show. Our show is bananas when it comes to that um especially like the one side and i know you know what i'm saying here but like Mm -hmm. it's very obvious where a lot of those stories like are curated and they're kind of like fixed into their own little bubbles and like shot out and it's like they're never what you actually are going to go ahead and watch on the show it's always a slight twist different (laughs) it's always like it's like to try to get your brain to think one thing's happening when you watch the show usually it's the complete opposite that has happened that's what we tend that's what our even our producers notice on our show and they get so frustrated with it because it just gets like regurgitated to these like little bloggers and like all of this to like kind of be put out on social media and it's completely opposite of what really happened i mean I joke about it all the time on my show. I just joked about it today. I said, I I get scared to talk about Jersey because it becomes this whole different thing. Oh, you get it. Right. So I just had to uh, touch on this because I think it's so funny because what Melissa does a lot is she'll bring up producers' names and she always does this. Like she always brings up production's names. To act as if, like, she's in the know, which, yes, she is favored by production. I will give her that. But she acts like she does nothing wrong. And so she kept saying um, production, you know, production, like, even agrees that this is so annoying and they get so frustrated when you obviously know what side it's coming from. But, no, I I mean, Melissa – Let's not forget that there are websites, that there are people that you go to, and everyone knows that it's you putting it out there. So I just find it so funny when she runs her mouth, like talking about fans. And then she's the type of person, Chantel, when she says something, she thinks she thinks because she's saying it, it's a fact. And it yeah, that, kills and me. That's where she runs her own narrative and tries yeah. to spin the story because she says it so whole, wholeheartedly. Like, this is what's happening. No, how about what what people do say is what we see and what did happen. So exactly. Just like you didn't get your nose jobs. Like, right. I don't, I'm confused with you. And then her talking about the whole little blogger situation. I will tell you guys, this last season, I saw Melissa follow any and every account. Now accounts that had, and it doesn't matter about your following, but she's talking about like little bloggers who like run their mouth, but anyone who was slightly in the middle, like let's say of Teresa or Melissa, she would follow them so that they could then say, okay, uh, Melissa Gorka follows me. This is crazy. And she would comment on their stuff. She did that with everyone in a matter of two weeks. Teresa was in Bali. Melissa had done over like 20 interviews with any podcast that you could think of there. It's like, even it was like fair game. Like this podcast could have been just like a local Jersey podcast. And you know, some other podcasts that people maybe not have heard of, which is, which is a nice thing, but she talked to anyone who would listen to her 20 interviews because she wanted to be able to clear her name. And then once she did that, as soon as she did that, guess what happened? Production came back and said, 
we're banning you guys. Oh, you guys, gag order. Gag order. Oh, yeah. We're, we're putting you on a gag order. The gag order happened because Melissa would not shut the hell up. She kept talking. So what? why don't you acknowledge how piss production got about that to the point that literally you had a gag order and you got fined. You literally got fined. Because on top of not so – so what she did was she stopped talking – in interviews, but then she started going on her podcast and a production source tells us that she literally got fined because of what she said on her podcast because she wouldn't shut the hell up. And that's totally normal of Melissa. Like she's done this the last 10 years. Like she does not care. She never gets uh, approval from Bravo PR or anything, which I kind of respect to be honest, because Bravo PR like will say no about everything. And she obviously wants to get her side out there, but it's the fact that when she gets her side out there, she tries to dismiss the other side. Like, oh my gosh, the things they say is ridiculous. Now, if she's talking about us, which I don't know if she is, and she's calling us a little blogger, she's trying to be good with us. Every single thing that we've ever put out there has been accurate. Literally every, every single thing, New Jersey related. We literally knew about the cheating rumors before we put it immediately. As soon as filming wrapped up last year, or was it two years ago, whatever it was. So every single thing, and this goes back like freaking eight years ago. Like we've always put up the most accurate stuff with her. And I think it kills her because it highlights her into a really shitty person. Now, sometimes Bravo edits it to make her look a little bit okay. And then she learned how to be strategic. But I just think it's so silly that she goes and she talks crap. And then she's the same person who will share accounts that literally are vile accounts that just like trash other women. Like they just like harass other women. And I hate that. Like, I don't like that, whether it's on the Teresa side or on the Melissa side, I don't like that. But she'll constantly well, excuse me, she'll constantly share those accounts. And it drives me crazy because like she'll sit there and talk about the little people, but she tries to make, you know, the people who are like obsessed with her, who are hardcore for her relevant because she needs it. The only people she has that truly are team Melissa is her family and no one really likes her family. It's just funny. The only thing that like, the only thing out of that whole thing that was accurate was that it does get way, probably way more heated on that show, but it's because it's, that's New Jersey's family. So people feel that they should. Atlanta um, did too. Atlanta was like that too, especially with like the blogs and the fans. It was the exact same oh, thing okay. too. Yeah. So it's really not just the show, but it's just funny because someone actually commented like, what about her own mother and her family and their posts? Not to mention Joe and her bringing up the drama every chance they get either on their podcast or their little Instagram pages. And that's so true. Like she's always like, everything is a lie, but what about your mom talking crap constantly about your sister-in-law who does not care about you guys? So I just, I don't know. I, I literally can't stand it. And she just like runs her mouth and maybe she is like referring to us, but also we've us little people made it number one on Apple Podcasts, which is something she's never accomplished. And she has the biggest following, you know, one of the biggest followings. I know that granted half of them are fake followers, but still. <laughs> so for her to like run her mouth and try to dismiss other people and then bring up production, you know, it's so obnoxious because she does that so that people think that production gets annoyed with the other side. Then why is the other side still employed? Like what? I agree. Yeah. Um, and I mean, she, the one thing she has is her podcast too. Like she literally created a podcast to get her side out there. And it's like the, the hypocritical ways of her, it kills me. So I just had to share that, but, um, Any, right? I really like anytime I listen to stuff like that, I just roll my eyes. Cause it's just so Melissa. I know, I know it really is. Um, are you ready for some New York? what do you think of this episode? 
it was not the greatest and it was just boring but so you know bad. i think so i think you know every episode can be unreal so you gotta roll with the punches oh, here i mean this episode was pretty bad i'm not gonna lie um so the episode starts off with jessel and her husband having brunch and they just give me such a friend vibe i actually do think they might last though because like they're okay with being friends Okay, maybe. I mean, unless like one gets, you know, hit on and then all of a sudden they feel tingly feelings for someone else and they're like, yeah. okay, deuces. I know that's true. And they're I mean, like in New York. So it's like, oh gosh, I'm sure that could happen. Yeah. Like I think if they were just friends, I wouldn't mind the relationship, but because they are husband and wife, it's not something I would ever want. Like that is, it's, that's yeah. all I'll say. Yeah. We find out, because Jessel talks to her husband, that she's annoyed of Cy. And I actually kind of got this. Like, they were comparing who was poorer. And to me, that was dumb because it sounded like they were both in bad situations, period. I agree. Like, who? it doesn't matter if someone has it worse or not. You guys are talking about your lives. Yeah. I did appreciate that Jessel's husband is putting together a staycation because they obviously both need it. So I'm glad that he is doing that and he took care of everything it sounds like he took care of like the nanny situation absolutely everything yeah so Bryn meets jenna at a gay bar and Bryn's like extra sexualized personality again i talked about this on the last episode it's too much because i know that she's teasing jenna and jenna knows that too but i can't imagine how many people she's like let on in her life she you know she probably teases so many people and i feel like lately all we've seen is Bryn she's drunk she's flirtatious and i get it it's her personality but i just think it gets old and i would be so annoyed hanging around someone like that and she's just so sexually suggestive all the time and it's starting to be cringe i think it's obvious she's so desperate for love and attention and i just don't know how i feel about her yet it's crazy because there's moments like that but then we'll see you know her own scene and she's so mysterious and we still we're still learning so much about her that it's just, um, it's like one minute, I'm like, you're annoying. And the next minute, oh, I'm like, oh, I like her. You know, she's, she has so much more to her than, you know, her just flirting all the time. But um, I think as she gets comfortable and more with herself, that maybe they'll fuse together and yeah. she'll tone it down. Or maybe when she does actually find someone that she does feel like she can spend the rest of her life with, she'll tone everything down. Because it's kind of embarrassing. I feel like when someone acts like that, they're actually super insecure. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong with this. I mean, she's obviously hot. She knows she's hot. So, like, I know that she knows she's hot. But the fact that that's the way I think she always just wants the control. So she or attention. Yeah, and if but she's the one that's flirting and getting the attention, she can stop at any moment because she's the one that's putting out all the energy. Yeah. So Sai and Aaron, they go on a double date with their men. And Sai says it's hard to have couple friends. And I couldn't agree more. Like, Chanel, I am so thankful so that true. Like your fiance, my husband get along and they vibe so well because nothing is worse than when you're, you or your husband are dreading a couple's date, which I have had a lot of these where my husband is like, let's go on a double date. And I'm like, no, um, I'd rather not just because – it's, I, I don't know about you, Chanel, but I've been in these situations where I'm on a double date and I'm constantly the one asking questions to the point that I'm like, okay, what do I ask next? Like, they're not asking about me. What do I ask next? Like, what's the next thing we can talk about? What's the next thing? Uh, and that to me is like work. And I don't want to go out with a couple that where it's work and it's just like one-sided. So when you have that couple that you could just have fun with, it is a vibe and it is amazing. Yeah. No, one time I went out, just same thing. And I swear it was, I met a new person, a 
new a new girl and I knew the guy because he was friends with my fiance and the whole time I think the girl didn't ask me one question and she was so boring I was like and then after I was like I'm never going on a double date with them ever again and we really haven't I mean I've seen them if like it's a group outing but it was horrible so I agree with Sai it's so hard to find a couple couple friends that everyone likes and that the vibe is there like why are people not self-aware I don't know. I, I don't understand. But even if like, even like, let's say they're decent and they are self-aware, it's so still so hard for like I know, the guy I know. to like the other guy, and then the girl to, and then the girl to like the other guy, and then all four get. A, it really is just hard. We got really lucky, Chantel. I know, but then I I do think sometimes it's nice to like maybe have like triple dates and like those, so this it doesn't have. It's not like a, a <laughs> one-on-one date, you know. You find a lot about couples when you go on trips with them. Like we went to Santa Barbara. We went with me, Chantel. And then our cousin and her Michelle, husband. Michelle, she's listening. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. She'll text us all the time, here. like, why do you guys say this? <laughs> yeah. And we and we just, you know, you found out a lot. Like, we found out that Michelle could be a monster. <laughs> and she is like, oh, my gosh. And that Mike. No, she just husband, wears the pants. <laughs> yeah, she wears, there you go. She wears the pants and Mike is just laid back and he's okay with that. And I was like, damn. And I'm just looking at my husband and he's like, nope nope not us like never gonna happen Roxanne and I'm just like it's kind of nice look at that um so I don't know but you do find out a lot like when we went out when all of us went together it was such a fun trip but that was for our 30th but you do find out quite a bit um as a couple and then you find out if you ever would want to go on a trip with these people ever again yeah thankfully we absolutely all would so yeah that's always nice um, okay. So anyway, so Sai and Aaron bring up how Jessica hasn't banged her husband in a year and a half. And it's like, why even bring this up in front of your husband? You know, they're going to go off. I know. I'd be pissed if you guys, if anyone did that about my marriage. I like, know. That's just rude. And it's like, you're just, you're just asking them to, you know, make talk it. shit. Yeah. Because who, who wouldn't like the girls talk shit. Right. So you don't think the guys are going to? Yeah. Well, Aaron's husband, Abe says that he would cheat. He's a little scare scare. Um, he is. Uh, someone told me today, Scary Mary. They were like, that was, Chantel was being Scary Mary about something. And um, I think it was about, like, I don't know, it was about the reveal or something, but they were like joking. And I was like, wow, I'm going to start saying Scary Mary. Oh. But yeah, he was so scare scare. And then Sai's husband said that the relationship would just be over. And I was like, Abe, you're, you scare me. Yeah. <laughs> And, and like Aaron, Aaron was embarrassed because she's like, why are you saying that? I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, we find out that Aaron and Abe have talked about having a threesome eventually in their relationship. And that's just like a simple no for me. I'm too, I'm too traditional. I feel like most couples who do that, things always go too far and they end up not together. And it's just weird. I feel like Megan King and she's crazy, but I feel like Megan and Jim Edmonds, they used to do stuff like that. But if my husband ever approached me with this conversation, immediate divorce. Do you think I'm crazy for that, Chantal? Um, no, I th- yeah, I think for you to see immediate divorce, like, well, yeah. like, let's have a conversation. But I mean, I think it depends. Like, if he's like, oh, can we have a threesome? Then I, 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 ha- I have, I have the same idea of what's her name of um Aaron. Aaron of Aaron saying, um, okay, if you want a threesome, then let me get a guy. And then, and then, they'll, and then all of a sudden your husband will be like, no, 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 never mind that. And so then that's how you just drop it. But then I feel like it's, if it's in their head, I'm concerned. And I just, I watch too much TV that I'm like, the fact that you would say that and that you'd want that. And you like actually had the audacity to ask me about that is a concern for me. And I'm not quite sure. Like to me, it's not looked at like, oh, 
you know, at least he asked me. It's like, no, don't ever ask me some stupid thing like that. Like that was not in our vows. So I'm not quite sure. We never ever talked about this before we got married. So I, I don't yeah. really care. Then but if things, you want to be with things, any other girl, bye. Yeah, things do change. So I think just being open to a conversation, but just saying, no, I would never be like that. So get that out of your head. I think that's okay. Like, don't divorce guy. I don't know. <laughs> or I'm getting security. I think some people, they want to shoot their shot, you know? I feel like the the women who are insecure are like, yeah, I'd be down for it. I'd yeah. be down. Let's do it. And I'm like, ew, no, I'm not doing that. I didn't sign up for that. I don't know what the hell you think this is, but bye. That's literally how I feel. I don't know. I'm crazy. My poor husband, my poor husband, what he has to hear about <laughs> these things. Cause I'll like talk to him about it and I'll like, just be like, like this three, if my, I'd be like, if you ever came up to me and asked me some dumb shit like that, deuces, bye. <laughs> He's like so scared of me. Um, so, uh, I don't know, Chanel, did Aaron give you the ick this episode or no? I don't know. She's too much. Um, I, we barely saw her this episode, but. It was her um, confessionals. Oh, yeah. Like, I think she's just being, she just, she thinks she knows everything. I think that's what it is. Oh, my God. She's, I don't know. I, I'm starting to get annoyed of her. I'm not going to lie. So, Uba hosts a healing session and Jenna swears by it. And I will be honest. I'm not good with these things. I feel like I am always, like, really skeptical. So, it would be hard for me to get into it, but who knows now? Uba gets emotional. We saw a different side of her, and I think we needed to see that. I love these things, but I would never cry. Um, and I would like just love the experience to see, like you know, internally, like what happens. But um, yeah, maybe if we lost that's... someone so close to us and they said something, I feel like that would get us emotional. But I don't know. I just I I'm, I'm not like that type of person who gets emotional over these kind of things. I always feel awkward. Yeah, exactly. So I know I feel like Aaron kind of felt that way. And I was like, oh, gosh, am I Aaron? <laughs> yeah, no, we kind of do. Know. We kind of. I know we do. We're, we do in a sense where like in her confessional, she was like, um, she's like, I think that like the noise and stuff was too much. And that was a little awkward. I can do without that. But aside from that, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's so us. We would be like, um, OK, but they didn't have to do all that. That was kind of scare, scare, you know. Uh, and you know what's so funny, Chantal? Uba went above and beyond because I never see the girls do this where they'll have like these type of sessions and then someone will come out and bring food for each person. I know. They're probably she's... so scared of Sai. Literally. She's like, I'm not dealing with this. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, now, I'm going to skip over some things that I just – and you you could – you know, chime in if you think something was relevant, but this episode was just really lame to me. But when Jessel modeled lingerie and her husband laughed, I feel like guys are so dumb because she's getting out of her comfort zone for him and trying to be sexy. And then he's like laughing at, laughing at it. Roxanne, if that was my man and he acted like Poppet, okay. Yeah. There would be no Poppet, okay. There were, I would not have that. He was so uncomfortable and he acted like he was uncomfortable, but just say, wow, that's sexy. Not make these weird right. like, jokes. Uh, it's like, okay, this is exactly why I don't want to do this for you. And if I did this for another guy, I'm sure he would love this. He would, so, I would already be naked probably by the time I came out. Like, you know, exactly. th that's like, that's like yeah. the energy they need. I mean, you're on camera, so obviously it's not going to be like that. But if you haven't had sex for a year and a half and you, you're making comments like that, no. Right. Oh, my gosh. Wait. You're so right. I didn't even think about that either. Like, they have not had sex in so long. And then she comes out looking sexy and he's all, like, like laughing at it and making jokes. And it's like, are you okay? Like, tell her, like, I can't wait. This is going to be so fun. Like, get her excited. Okay, and if it's awkward for you, just say you look so good. Like, wow. Like, you I know. I think good. I think it's because, like, maybe he can't stand her at this point. So he's just like, I'm not, I don't know. 
I feel like, again, she married him out of convenience. There was no one else. She was getting older. She's like, okay, he's always liked me. Let me marry him. It makes sense. We both have the same values. Cool. But but at least, like, maybe out of convenience, like, the guy would be obsessed with you and you're not that much obsessed with him. But, like, right now it's, like, she's putting more effort in than it seems like he is, which is very scary. Yeah. This is not so okay. Like she married for convenience and also doesn't have, like, an amazing husband that's, like, up her ass. Like, and what, if like, my what did husband, I get? If my kid? husband – right. <laughs> But that's amazing. I'd be like, yes, I got I my kid. But if my husband didn't want to have sex with me, and I don't know if he doesn't want to have sex, but, like, if he didn't make that an issue, I would be like, oh, my gosh, like, he's not into me. Like, he is not into me. He doesn't even care if we have sex or not. Very, very concerning. Yeah. Um, The one thing I did want to say they skipped over is that Sai's daughter, I'm obsessed with her, and I thought she was so cute. So that's the only thing. Oh, yeah. She is the cutest. She's a Sai has, like, a guy. really cute – yeah, she has a cute, like, relationship with her kids and stuff. And she, to me, seems like she has a really good husband, too. Oh, my God. I wonder – we don't know what how their their um dynamic was before, but I wonder if her husband started making money and started working, you know? I do want to know that. Yeah. So Jessel meets up with Sai for lunch, which Sai was never interested in doing. And I feel bad for Jessel because I think she thought her and Sai were closer than they were. But let me tell you where Jessel messed up. Her being 45 minutes late, it's not acceptable. And the second you walk in, you have to be so apologetic. Like I have so much anxiety when I'm one minute late. I had a facial appointment and I swear to God, I got there right on time. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I was late. I'm so sorry. And she's like, no, you're good. You're good. And I literally looked at the time and it was like, my appointment was like at four and it said four. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so, I mean, it, like, and I was texting her too. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like I got lost, like, you know, whatever. So I, if I was Jessel, I'd be blowing her up saying, I'm so sorry. I'm stuck here. Please be patient. And I would just be going crazy. So obviously the 45 minutes late does set the tone of the lunch. I mean, remember like with Teddy and like whoever that lunch was with in um, Beverly Hills, like this created like a whole season of drama of like being yeah. late. So it's a big deal. And she, I think she did come in apologetic. Um, It just seemed that way, but it also was like, why are you late? Yeah. It sets the tone. You're aggravated. You're irritated because you're like, how dare you think that I'm not busy too? How dare you think that I'm not taking away time from my kids, like sitting here and waiting for you. If you were going to be late or anything, tell me a couple hours before, like, tell me, by the way, I might actually be late. So should we change the time? I don't understand the late stuff. I have so many friends like this. I am just not like this. I have three kids. I'm the first person at someone's birthday party. I don't get the late stuff at all. I really don't. I agree. I just have to say that because I think it set the tone and Cy was aggravated and she was not having it. And, you know, Jessel gets to a point where she breaks down during the lunch saying, you know, the ladies were vultures on vacation, you know, because they were tearing down her story. And Cy says she wishes Jessel was more vulnerable. And Cy keeps saying, you know, they, the two have different stories. And I don't think Jessel's trying to have Cy's story. At this point, Cy is irritated that Jessel was late. So to me, she just let her know she has to go. And I feel like if Jessel wasn't late, that whole conversation would have went differently. I agree. But it was, um, it was, she, I think it would have, but then also I do think, you know, Cy is just a little too blunt just cannot be like, sometimes she's just not warm enough for Jessel. Yeah. So, I do think it probably would have stayed the same other than like Sai just getting up and leaving and be like, bye, I have to go. Right. And not caring about leaving. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anything else from this episode that 
No, I think next week is what looks good. Yeah. Next week does look good. I thought the show was ending. Why did I think that? I think it's 14 episodes. We're on episode 12. But it, it okay. usually after a cast trip, you know, it's like there's like one episode left and then it's done. So it is shocking. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. like, it's like, what else do they have to talk about? Right. Yeah. 100%. And they've done I, a lot because um, they were there for, they were there in November for Thanksgiving, this Christmas, New Year's, and now Valentine's Day. Like, that's like four months. Is that what I, they usually do? Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, they typically do like three months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were needing, they were needing the works. I know. I swear. So true. But I mean, overall, very lame episode, guys. Very lame episode. I don't even have anything to say about it. But, uh, I still think it's a good season, though. I just think they fight about stupid stuff. I agree. But that's all for today. So thank you guys so much for listening. We have to get ready for our work day. Um, please be sure to subscribe. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us so much. You have no idea. And subscribe and to our podcast so that you get notifications. And make sure you guys join us on Patreon. We have like our own VIP group. It's a lot of fun with our community over there. So join us on Patreon. Support us there. And uh, listen to us on YouTube as well. But thank you guys for listening. We will obviously be talking soon for Salt Lake City and Orange County reunion, which I'm so excited about. Have a good day. Bye, guys. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.